Telltale Pod Production. Charlie Changes Into a Chicken by Sam Copeland and illustrated by Sarah Horn. Chapter 12 I knew it! I knew it! This is brilliant! This is the best news ever! It would be fair to say that Flora was quite pleased when she found out her theory about Charlie changing had been proved correct. Well, that's all very well, but it doesn't exactly help me, replied Charlie, glum-faced. Of course it helps you. Of course it does. Flora gripped Charlie's arms, a manic look in her eyes. Doesn't it, Mosin? Yes, Mosin answered, a look of mild terror in his eyes. Doesn't it, Wogan? she asked. Yes, Wogan answered, a look of confusion in his eyes. It's obvious, Charlie. Now that we know what's causing you to change, we can work out a way of preventing it. Oh, this is just the breakthrough you needed. Flora thumped her palm in triumph. That's all well and good, Charlie thought. But what's actually going to stop me changing? Charlie thought for a little longer and decided his last thought was actually a pretty good one and probably should be spoken aloud. Well, that's all well and good, but what's actually going to stop me changing? That's a very sensible and well thought out question, said Flora. And I have a plan. She waggled her eyebrows up and down. Does this plan involve putting me in a large amount of danger by any chance? You know, maybe sending me flying down a hill at a million miles an hour? Or shaving the headteacher's most prized possession? Or firing me into space? No, it does not. And if you don't want to hear it, I shan't tell you, said Flora, crossing her arms. I do, protested Charlie. I was only joking. Please, tell me, Flora, what's your plan? Okay, well, the plan is simple. Next time you feel it happening, breathe. Breathe? asked Charlie. Yes, replied Flora. Breathe. Breathe. Brilliant. When Charlie said brilliant, he didn't really sound like he meant brilliant. It sounded more like That is the single worst plan I have ever heard since Wogan decided not to pack any spare underwear when we went camping to save space in his rucksack for his pet goldfish and the goldfish bowl. What a marvellous plan, continued Charlie, because my plan was actually not to breathe, and then I might die 
and not have to listen to one of your awful plans ever again. Charlie, what have we discovered causes you to change into an animal? Flora asked the question like Charlie was five years old. Stress, answered Charlie. And what helps with stress? Think back to our meditation lessons with the mindfulness and the yoga teacher. You remember the song she sang? I'm too sexy for my shears, suggested Wogan. No, Wogan, that wasn't it. Oh, I don't know then, Wogan said with a furrowed brow. It's so difficult. Come on, you all know the Breath is Life song. Mosen, Charlie and Wogan looked at her blankly. Did none of you listen to her at all? Again, they looked blankly at Flora. Flora closed her eyes and began singing. Breathe in life, breathe in joy. A deep breath is more blessed than a PlayStation toy. Deep breath in, deep breath out. Big breath out of your mouth, suck it in up your snout. The song was met with a stony silence from the boys. That really doesn't ring any bells with you? The boys shrugged. I don't know why Miss Rainbow Gaia Earthchild bothered, I really don't. You don't remember any of it? The body relaxing? The visualisation techniques? Nothing? Mosen, Wogan and Charlie looked blankly back at Flora. Honestly, some people. Anyway, the point is deep breathing and imagining beautiful places and stuff relaxes you. Relaxing will stop you stressing. And hopefully, hopefully, that will stop you from changing. Charlie had to admit it actually wasn't the worst plan he had ever heard. And right now, as it was their only plan, it was definitely their best plan. And it was just a day later, just four days before the school play, that Flora's Miss Rainbow Gaia Earth Child Relaxation Plan was put to the test. It was a hot, sunny day, the sort of day when you couldn't walk barefoot outside because the pavement burned the soles of your feet, and Charlie was visiting his brother in hospital. It was now three days away from his brother's big scan. Charlie, sweat prickling underneath the collar of his shirt, was sitting on the edge of Smooth Move's bed, waiting for him to reply. Smooth Move was looking very serious, staring at the ceiling, hat on his bald head. After the longest time, Smooth Move actually spoke. You promise you're totally telling the truth. Cross your heart. Promise! Cross my heart, Charlie replied. But that's unbelievable, like properly amazing. I don't know what to say. I know, Charlie said. You've actually turned into a pigeon and a snake and a spider. That's I'm, I'm lost for words. You should be in the X-Men. My brother is an actual real-life superhero.
Well, I don't feel like a superhero, Charlie said, but he couldn't help his heart swelling a little at his brother's words. You absolutely have to keep this a secret, though. Don't tell anyone, not even mum or dad, Smooth Move said. Your life will be destroyed if people find out. You sound just like Flora. Sensible girl, that Flora. I've always said so, Smooth Move said with the hint of a smile in his voice. No, you haven't, Charlie said. You've always said she's bonkers. Smooth Move laughed. OK, maybe I got it wrong in the past. But anyway, you need to learn how to control it, because if you can, then wow, you will really be an actual superhero. I'm trying, said Charlie glumly. Flora has an idea, actually. Good, you should trust Flora. You know, those words have never ever been spoken by any human ever. Charlie and Smooth Move laughed at this. It felt good to see Smooth Move laugh, Charlie thought. So, how are you feeling about the big scan then? Charlie asked. Smooth Move looked at Charlie and another smile crossed his face. Piece of cake. No, bother. It's definitely going to be fine. Get the all clear and then I'll be out of here. Aren't you? Charlie left the question hanging in the air. What? Scared? Give over? No way. Not a chance. Not half as scared as you will be when I get to play you at FIFA again, and then you'll know the meaning of scared. And destroyed. You'll know the meaning of that as well. Charlie wasn't sure that Smooth Move was telling the complete truth, but before he could say anything else, their parents came in, and it was time for him to go. In a move that surprised them both, Charlie jumped over and hugged Smooth Move. Get off me, Smooth Move shouted. What do you think you're doing? Stop it! Ugh. Now I'll have to speak to a doctor about getting a cure for a deadly case of Charlie disease. Despite Smooth Move's words, though, Charlie had definitely felt the soft squeeze of a hug that his brother had given him in return. Charlie was playing his Nintendo in his bedroom when it happened. The burning sun had made way for a swelteringly close late afternoon. All Charlie's windows were open, but there was no breeze. The soft clicking and snipping and digging sounds of his dad gardening drifted in on the still air. His dad had a portable radio outside that was playing soft, classical music. It was a moment of stillness and peace. All it took to break it were two words floating unwanted into Charlie's mind. What if? What if Smooth Moves Scan is bad news? What if he's not getting better? What if I never see him again? The last thought came and the change started happening almost instantaneously. By now, Charlie recognised the feelings in his body before they happened. It was like a faint warning alarm going off in the bottom of his mind. His heart beat faster. His stomach felt like it was plummeting down a deep trench to the bottom of an ocean. He knew it was coming. He was changing again. OK, quick, Charlie thought. 
relax, breathe. He put the Nintendo down, being careful to save his game first. He lay back on the floor, as Flora had instructed, and closed his eyes just as the electricity started shooting through him. Breathe, Charlie thought. Come on, breathe slowly, in through the mouth, out through the nose. No, that was the wrong way round. In through the nose, out through the mouth. The electricity was surging through his body, but it felt different this time. Slower, like a dial that was only turned up to three or four instead of nine or ten. He wasn't changing. In through the nose, out through the mouth. He still wasn't changing. He'd done it! Charlie tried imagining he was lying on a beach, breathing in calm, peaceful thoughts. In through the nose, out through the mouth. The swelling electricity was still inside him, though. He could feel it, and it wasn't going away. Breathe in, out. Was it growing? Charlie suddenly felt like he was dangling over a precipice, hanging by a piece of thread. And then he felt it snap. Charlie panicked. He was changing. Breathe in through the nose, out through the mouth, in through the nose, out through the mouth. He could feel himself stretching, his body on fire. In, out, in, out, in, out, in, out, in, out, in, out. He was expanding. His skin toughening and turning grey. He was getting bigger, much bigger than Charlie. He was going to burst out of the room if he didn't stop growing soon. He could feel something immense growing out of his forehead. Charlie knew what it was without looking, and he knew what he was without looking. The weight of his huge bulk made his floorboards creak, the thick grey leathery skin the horn. Charlie plucked up the courage and tilted his head so he could see his faint reflection in the bedroom window. Even though he was prepared for what he was about to see, it still shocked him. Charlie was a rhino. He was a huge rhinoceros in his not very large bedroom. There was no way this was going to go well. Unless he didn't do anything. Unless he could just wait it out. I'd like to see Chairman Meow try to eat me this time, he thought. Yes, waiting it out was the best and only way forward. Charlie's mum was out shopping and his dad was gardening, so the house would be empty for a while. If he could just remain still, he might be okay. Might. 
Charlie the rhinoceros stood motionless, breathing in and out of his flared nostrils. As he stood there, a grim realisation flashed across his rhino brain. Flora's plan had failed. He was back to square one. He couldn't control his power. He was going to change at the school play. He knew it. And that would be that. He'd be a science experiment for the rest of his life. The knowledge rolled around his stomach like a... like a... Hang on a minute, Charlie thought. That wasn't knowledge rolling around his stomach. It was something much, much worse. Oh no, it couldn't be. It could. It was. Charlie the rhinoceros needed a poo. Now, why was this such a bad thing, you might ask? What's so wrong with needing a poo? And that's a fair question. We all do sometimes. But what you have to understand is that a average rhinoceros can do quite a lot of poo. It can actually do as much as 20 kilograms a day, which is a lot. The average six-year-old weighs 20 kilograms. A poo the size and weight of a six-year-old child laid by a majestic rhino gallivanting across the vast open plains of Africa is one thing. However, a poo the size and weight of a six-year-old child laid in an average-sized bedroom is a very different proposition. Just imagine for a moment the sight of that enormous lying on your own bedroom carpet. The smell of it, the stain it would leave. There would be no hiding it from his parents, Charlie thought. How on earth would he explain to them the sudden appearance of a steaming poo the size of nine Yorkshire terriers? He couldn't. He had to think fast. And then... The inspiration hit him, like a massive rhino poo hitting the floor. In front of him was an open window. If he was able to turn around, and if he was able to position his huge rhino bum perfectly, then he could poo straight out of the window. It was a pretty desperate plan but it was the only one he had. Slowly, ever so slowly, Rhino Charlie started edging round, his horn tearing his football posters and scraping a great gouge into the wallpaper underneath. He'd be in deep trouble for that later. Forget about it for now, Charlie thought. He had bigger things to worry about, Namely, the blast that he could feel that was about to erupt out of his colossal rhino bum at any moment. Despite the imminent explosive rhino poo, Charlie still had to be super careful. 
Round he slowly turned, his huge hooves crushing toys and books and comics as he went. Fortunately, his Nintendo was on his bed, so was saved from a rhino crushing. His bum was pointed directly over his bed now, though, and if he didn't move quickly, his Nintendo and the whole of his bed would get covered in a massive mound of poo. He tried turning round a little faster. His immense grey bum knocked over his bedside table, sending a lamp, a glass of water and a Bluetooth speaker to the floor. And then, finally, his bum was in front of the window. Charlie edged backwards until he felt his bum touch the window frame. If he went any further, he'd knock the window completely out. He could feel the late summer sunshine on his backside, so he must be in approximately the right place. Charlie lifted his tail, and it was just in the nick of time. Up from Charlie's bum shot a poo so fast and so massive it could have filled a bus in three seconds flat. It flew through the window, arcing perfectly towards the ground, and Charlie let out a sigh of relief. The feeling only lasted about half a second, though, before a wail from the garden ripped through the summer evening. What the? Charlie knew right away what had happened. It was his father, screaming and shouting. His father, who had been gardening. Gardening just below Charlie's window. Charlie couldn't help it. He started laughing. But as he was still a rhino, it sounded like a rough snuffle of delight. Where the flippering heck did this come from? Charlie's father yelled. Charlie felt bubbles of laughter ripple through him, and then, out of nowhere, he felt the change come thick and fast. He was shrinking. His horn was disappearing. His skin softening. His fingers growing. Hair returning. Before he knew it, he was Charlie again. He rushed to the open window, fearing what he was about to see. It was worse than he had possibly imagined. There, directly underneath the window, still holding his spade, was Charlie's dad. Two eyes blinkered up at Charlie from a face completely covered in rhino poo. A few flies were hovering around his dad as he stood there, in shock, open-mouthed. Charlie's dad stammered. Out of nowhere, just all this poo on my head. Charlie couldn't help bursting into laughter. It's not funny, Charlie, I'm completely covered. His dad shouted up at him. Charlie roared laughing, tears streaming down his face. Charlie couldn't move for laughing. Get the blasted hose, Charlie! Oh, God, there's so many flies! Quickly, Charlie! 
A few moments later, as he hosed his poo-plastered father down while he muttered about how a plane must have emptied its blasted toilet in midair, and as the summer sun gently slid behind the trees that backed onto their house, Charlie realised he hadn't laughed so hard for a long, long time. another Tell-A-Tale Pod production. Remember that you can follow, share and find more of our podcasts at tellatalepod.podbean.com And if you really like the podcast, you can support us at patreon.com forward slash tellatalepod.com